Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. Eric Fingerhut is the president and CEO of Jewish Federations of North America. He was also a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from the state of Ohio. And in between, he was the president and CEO of Hillel. Part of his job was to speak at the annual convention and gathering of Hillel representatives from throughout North America and throughout the world. And at the ceremonial climax of that gathering, he would get up on stage and deliver what amounted to remarks intended to inspire the Hillel reps that were at the conference. And the truth is that one year during my time at MIT Hillel, when I attended that conference, he did deeply inspire me and left me with a message that I still hold on to to this day. And that message was two words, every and enduring. The charge that he gave us was to engage every student, every Jewish student at whatever university we were working at at the time, and that this engagement would lead to enduring involvement for that student with Jewishness in some way. This came against what the prevailing trend and the prevailing statistical assumptions were at that time, where Hillel's usually thought about a 20-40-70 engagement plan, which is that 70% of Jews on campus would come to Hillel once in a year or maybe over four years, 40% would come a certain amount of times, and 20% would come regularly and be more involved. No one can say whether his words at that time, every and enduring, which would challenge people to reach to 100% engagement of students with many, if not all of those people engaging more than once, no one can say whether or not those words had any kind of effect on the actual attendance and actual engagement of students at that time or ever. But it certainly made an impression on me because when you're talking about every When you're talking about all, it shifts your perspective entirely. If you were to think about engaging every Jewish student on campus with some sort of Jewish activity or some sort of Jewish access point, and you met a Jew, you wouldn't be able to say, well, this person doesn't fit into any of the frameworks or any of the programs that we have available at present, so we'll relegate them to the 30% who just don't go or won't go, and I'll be looking for some other people who fit the bill in order to engage them on that 70-40-20 plan. When you're thinking every, you're thinking this student too, whoever they are, whatever they are, whatever they want, whatever they're interested in, they too must be engaged somehow and that would then require me as the provider so to speak to expand myself to listen well to try to understand who is this person and what can i provide to them that would help them engage in some way this demand of every in hebrew kol is a demand that is made on certain kinds of devotion or service for example what we read in the Ve'ahavta, Ve'ahavta at Hashem Elokecha, and you shall love Hashem your God, Bechol Levavcha, with all your heart, Bechol Nafshecha, and with all of your nefesh, with all of your soul, or your being, or your psyche, Bechol Me'odecha, with all of your resources. 
the demand of all does not allow a person to simply select or designate a particular element of their heart or nefesh or resources and to use those things for the sake of service of the divine and all of the other heart and nefesh and resources gets to be used for other stuff. Rather, the demand all, coal, demands that every aspect of those three things be used in the service of the divine in some way. So, for example, on the level of resources, a person doesn't get to simply say, I give X amount of dollars to tzedakah, to charity, and therefore the remainder of my dollars may be spent in a way that has nothing to do with the grand vision of the divine in the world. But when we say coal, all of your resources, it requires us to think in some way to try to figure out how would I and can I use the remainder of my resources also as a part of this plan as it were and as a part of this mission as it were even if it is not towards tzedakah how does the remainder of my spending also become a part of this larger plan so what does it mean to serve god behol levavcha what does it mean to do anything behol levavcha with your entire heart the mishnah in brachot page 54 picks up on the word levavcha Though the word for heart in Hebrew is lev, we often find the word in Tanakh, levav, which also means heart. But it has two bets in it, two bites, two houses, two homes, two chambers, two elements. It's somehow a heart with its complexity. And the Mishnah in Brachot 54a picks up on this word levavcha by telling us that to love God, behold levavcha with your whole heart, requires b'shnei yitzarecha, with your two yetzers, your two urges, your two instincts, the one towards good, towards open, towards connection, and the one towards bad, towards selfishness, towards indulgence, towards shutting out. And somehow we are charged with this task of serving God with both of these, with both elements of ourselves, of being in service even with the parts of our hearts, the parts of our way of being in the world and our perception and our consciousness that are not naturally inclined towards openness and towards seeing goodness and towards connection. And the Talmud there offers some simple advice. And it says that just as a person blesses for the good, so too a person should bless for the bad. And it's interesting that the Talmud doesn't think that it's the same blessing for something good. If we have good news in our lives, then we should all have good news in our lives. And even if a person unexpectedly gets a nice bottle of wine at dinner and it is better than the previous bottle of wine that they've been having, they can say the bracha called hatov v'hametiv, blessed are you God, hatov umetiv, acknowledging the divine as benevolent, as good and benevolent. 
And when something bad happens, Lawalinu, when we hear bad news, there's a different bracha. Dayan Ha'emet, that God is the true judge. Even though what's happening right now feels painful and I can't see it, I can't see how it's good, I can't see how this is a part of the divine plan, still yet, we're encouraged to offer this blessing. Diana Emmet. So in this way, the Talmud offers us a sense of what it means to serve God with our whole heart. It doesn't mean or require that a person be thrilled about everything that is happening, but rather that a person be able to find connection with whatever is happening. And within that, thank God, there's a tremendous amount of honesty that we are invited to offer. We're not asked to be happy, excited about anything negative that might be happening, but we are expected to be engaged and to be in relationship with the divine, even at those moments. And not only that, but the Gemara picks up on the interesting phrasing of the Mishnah. This is kishem. Just as a person is obligated to bless on the good, so too a person is obligated to bless on the bad. What is this kishem? What does it mean just as? And it answers that a person is ultimately expected to be besimcha, is expected to be with joy, even when that happens. Now, of course, as we've discussed, joy here does not mean I'm glad that it is happening. Joy here implies a sense of faithful openness, a sense of receptivity and willingness to engage and to relate and connect and to try to find meaning in and to respond positively or humbly and courageously to such events. And this is clearly not at all simple. And here is where a certain kind of creativity will come into play. Just like the Hillel employee who encounters this student who doesn't seem to fit anywhere near the 70, 40, 20 schema, but feels inspired and charged by President Fingerhut's demand of every and enduring, and this employee will look at the student and wonder, okay, here they are, every how do I engage with this person in some way? How do I get them involved in some way? How do I listen to them? What kind of question can I ask them? How can I open to them in such a way that I will learn how to be a bridge and to provide access to the resources and to the community, et cetera, and the wisdom that we have are, and are providing at Hillel? So too, a person going through their lives, encountering something that they would have preferred not to be encountering, but because they feel commanded and compelled and required because it says with your whole heart they therefore have to find a way how can I connect through this how can I remain engaged how can I remain open through this and this invitation and requirement to stay engaged and to stay open through this may result in a person yelling and screaming and expressing an incredible amount of frustration and that's considered to be engaged that's considered to be open. That's considered to be in contact. And to find that response that feels honest and real and in contact might require a lot of creativity, a lot of flexibility, a lot of variety, a lot of awareness, 
awareness of a variety of tools that might be available to a person, even a sense of what tools might be needed. If a person can say, Hashem, this has happened to me and I don't know how to relate to you about this. I'm lost and I'm stuck. I don't know what to do next. I want to be in contact with you, but I don't know how. Even that is called engagement. That's a part of coal. That's a part of all. Even to say, Hashem, I want to shut this part of my experience out. I don't want to acknowledge it. I don't want to relate to it. I don't want to relate to that person or that part of that person or that part of myself or whatever it is that's happening around me. I don't want to relate to it. Even to articulate that, that counts as coal. That counts as part of the entire heart. I'm bringing myself to it. I'm taking the feelings that I have and the experience that I have and I'm bringing it into relationship as painful as the experience may be and as awkward and clunky and is com- and incomplete as the expression might be still yet I'm doing my job there of bringing coal of bringing my entire heart to my experience and I say this takes creativity and it takes self-awareness it takes patience and time and acceptance of the amount of time that that can take it takes an ability to sit with myself Opening, trying to open, listening, waiting, maybe trying some things out until I find a way that I can bring myself as fully as possible into the experience. This is kol. This is all. This is wholehearted. Behol levav. With my entire heart. With all the feelings and experiences that I have, I find a way to stay connected. So may we, may we all be blessed to open all the chambers of our heart to the experiences that we're having in hopes that we can bring ourselves fully into our lives, into our relationships. I mean.